1: tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then.
0: Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. When no bloody place wants to give you experience and you need to have had 47 years experience when you came out of the womb. It sucks. Hey everyone and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name's Emma. I'm a third year journalism student who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration and support when you're looking for a new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment professional and together we're excited to give you guys all the tips, tricks and behind the scenes knowledge to help you in your career. Hey Em and hello everyone. This week's Shoot Your Shot goes to my best friend, and it's in relation to our resigning episode, who I – this is who I dedicated the episode to because she was trying to resign. Anyway, mm. update, she resigned, right, but there was a little mm. bump in the road and I think it's oh, absolutely no. hilarious. So, her boss had been away for a long time um, and she'd been meaning to – like, waiting for him to come back, but he just, like, you know, was out of office and she was mm. geeing herself up thinking she'd have to do it over the phone and – preface this by saying he's lovely and amazing and that's why it made it even harder to leave because it was just uh, for a career change you know he's yeah. a lovely person so she didn't want to you know upset anyone and then he finally is back after weeks of being away and she's like all right today's the day and then he walks in and she's like oh that like goes to ask if she can speak to him and before she can say that he comes in and says i just want to give you this gift voucher um, to say thank you so much for all your hard work, it's really no. appreciated. And she's just oh. dying. And I was like, "Did you did you say it right after that?" She's like, "No, nah, I got put off an hour after that because
1: I just I could not in the same oh. breath
0: bring." I it thought up you were going to
1: say he also resigned. That would have been hilarious. No.
0: No, so she had to resign off the back of getting a thank you for your hard work gift card oh. show of appreciation. But she still did it and it all went smoothly. Did so Did she give the gift card back or did she No, keep it? she kept it. <laughs> As she should,
1: it was hers. Good honour.
0: Her. Anyway, so that's our shoot your shot. We love a we love a happy resigning story or a we love a little awkward, fun, successful resigning story.
1: Yeah. So well done on resigning, Emma's friend. This
0: week's episode is going to be about the catch-22 of job experience. When jobs say you Mm. need experience, but nobody wants to give you experience. How do you get experience when everywhere wants you to have already five years experience?
1: Yeah, it's so hard. And I wanted to give some context before we get into the tips of why this happens. Um, There's a couple of different reasons, I guess. Um, The first one is that sometimes when you're categorizing a job, you might be calling it entry level um, or, or kind of, you know, associate or coordinator level or something like that. Um, but the job itself is really independent based on the team. You know, the person needs to be quite experienced. So they need to have done the role before. Um, some jobs can actually support taking on someone brand new. Um, and, you know, you'll have to be able to read between the lines to kind of see how much experience they're looking for and whether there may be one of the latter. Um, But I guess what I'm saying is you don't necessarily change from entry level just because you've had six months of experience. Does that make sense? You'd still be going Mm. for an entry level job somewhere else. So some jobs are for those people who've had a year, six months, you know, a year and a half, that kind of thing. Um, And that's who they're targeted at. Um, So those jobs that you're seeing advertised that ask for, you know, two years experience, one year experience, something like that, they're not necessarily for someone who's come straight out of uni. Um, But there's another way to look at it, too, um, which is that the job description is kind of like a wish list from the hiring manager of what they're looking for. Um, And some of those years of experience might be, you know, nice to have and they might be interested in you if you tick you know, a lot of the other boxes, but not quite the experience front. Um, As a general rule, kind of 80% is a good um, indicator and people will often, you know, take you into consideration if you're not ticking every single box. So a couple of ways to look at it. Don't always read what they've asked for as gospel, but sometimes that might actually be what they're looking for. Yeah, Um, And so the word entry level... You know, people think, well, why is it entry level if it's if you require experience? Well, because you're still entry level even though you've yeah, had six months to a year. You still exp- need quite a lot of support you in your job. You were kind of
0: explaining to me that your entry level almost from when you start your career to like even five years in, like until you start climbing or like you could be in entry level positions for a long time. Like I think we think entry level is for somebody that's finished school and is – an absolute nuffy that has no qualifications like any Tom, Dick and Harry could do the job. That's Mm. what I imagine entry level as. But I think we have to change the way we think about that. Entry level's actually for, you know, people starting out one, two, three, four years in Mm. even depending on the roles.
1: I think four years you'd be, you know, three, four years you'd be kind of getting to another level. Um, But one to two, yeah. I mean, I would still class that as entry level in a lot of businesses. Again, it depends on what kind of team you've got, um, what kind of role it is. I've recruited for a lot, um, you know, in teams that I've been in, in particular, where we've gone, we know this role and it's really, really hard and we know that someone who's fresh is going to be too intimidated, you know, by all of this stuff and we'd had people fail in that before. Um, So we knew kind of we need someone who's had a year at least somewhere else um, who has... Some things that they're really confident in, and we can teach them the rest, rather than trying to teach them everything. So, I guess that's just to clarify why you might see it. But it is so frustrating when you're thinking, "How am I meant to get experience? Yeah, if no if one wants everywhere to everywhere needs a go. me, if everyone already needs me to have experience to get the experience, it's yeah, really
0: hard. Particularly frustrating, I think like being graduates coming out of uni because I know Mm. I was looking not too long ago um, at radio jobs which is what I want to get into and everywhere every single job like you'd click on it and it would sound like it was you know entry level like oh this could be me just sort of low position and then it would say you know minimum three years full-time commercial radio experience and I'm like what are you serious and like I have a job in commercial radio which I feel like in my mind, compared to people who've done journalism degrees that have never had any experience, I feel like I should be, you know, close, but I'm still miles away when they want that much experience. Like, it's really disheartening, but we're going to come in clutch with the tips here on how you can get experience when it seems mm. impossible
1: because no one wants to give people a go. Absolutely, absolutely. Righto, so, M, do you want to kick us off with our first tip? Yeah, tip number one,
0: apply anyway focus on relevant experience or transferable skills. I feel like I'm the CEO of telling all my friends to apply anyway. Like they'll be like, oh, I just, I'd never get it. I'm like, just apply. Just literally apply. Who cares? Work out the logistics later. Just
1: shoot your shot. That's my, that's my saying. I live by it. Shoot your shot. I mean, that's why we have the shoot your shot shout out at the beginning of the episode. So do it. My only caveat here is like, you know, exercise some judgment, be reasonable. If they're asking for five years experience and you don't have any yet, uh, maybe, you know, maybe not the right role. If it's asking for 10, okay, Mm. maybe I don't apply. Um, If it's asking for qualifications you don't have and things like that. If it says like
0: must-haves, three years commercial experience compared to if it says um, like our ideal candidate would, I feel like that's more suggestive language that you, that's not a negotiable compared to them saying must-have.
1: Yeah, absolutely and if it's um sometimes the way I write ads is the more required, more important things are at the top and then as the list goes on, it's kind of like more of a, a wish list but 80% is a good rule if you go through the dot points and you meet kind of four out of five of them, um, eight out of ten of them, um, go for it, apply. If you're missing one or two or three things, um, focus on the stuff you do have. Yeah, and you never know kind of who they might be willing to consider. Obviously, if that job gets like 150 applications and heaps of them actually do tick every single box, I mean, look, the reality with recruitment is they've got the pick of all the people who tick every box. They're probably not going to go further down the list to look at someone who doesn't meet quite everything. So, it's going to depend on the context of who's actually applying. But- you might get lucky and and they haven't found the right person for the role. And so they start looking at, okay, what can we compromise on?
0: Absolutely. Now, number two, bit of an obvious one and and kind of a sad one because nobody loves doing this, but volunteer work, trying to get an internship or if you can't get a formal internship, even just like asking people flat out, like shout out to my friend Jeannie who is trying to get into graphic design. And she started just messaging people being like, I'll design you a new logo for free. Like, let me design you new stuff and eventually Mm -hmm. it's just transformed into this beautiful portfolio like people then started you know following catching on Yeah, I loved that idea of kind
1: of creating a portfolio yep do um unpaid work I think there is a balance there and I worry about um you know people getting caught in the trap of being taken advantage of Mm, absolutely Um, it's a fine line yeah and, and I think as well I mean people sometimes think I'm offering to work for free. Why won't anyone even let me work for free? I've worked in a lot of businesses where having volunteers isn't very straightforward. When you look at all your insurances as a business, um, all your employees are covered um, under your kind of um, insurance for if someone was injured in the workplace. Uh, your visitors are covered under kind of third party. But then if you have like a work experience person um they're normally covered under their school or their university but if they're not coming to you under an official program they're not covered and so we used to have to say to people look unless you're coming through a school or a university that has their own kind of insurance coverage it's actually not something that we can support um well why would you put this
0: on the list then if people can't do it
1: no, I was just saying, don't be don't be super disheartened if big businesses aren't able to take on volunteers. What I'm specifically talking about, though, is not-for-profits, actual not-for-profits that run based on volunteers. Mm. They will have a, a volunteer program. They will be organised. They will get you to submit stuff. They'll get you to do your, you know, working with vulnerable people checks or whatever things that you need to have to work there. Um and you can find a charity that lines up with the type of work that you wanna do. So um, I used to recruit a lot of people who wanted um, warehouse work, like pick and pack work in like working in an e-commerce fulfillment center. So like um, packing people's online shopping orders and things like that can be really great work, good career path um, if you wanna do that. There are volunteer, there are charities that you could go and volunteer with like OzHarvest or there's a um, organization in Sydney called Thread Together. And they need volunteers to basically pack orders and do pick and pack. And, like, if you volunteered for them, you could then go for a pick and pack order. You've got exactly the right experience. So, if you lined it up, like, you could get exactly the experience that they were looking Mm, for in a warehouse, you know. My roommate Erica has just done
0: this with an NGO. She has found one that's this organization that's working on a project to clean up the oceans in Bali and she is studying environmental economics. So that is like absolutely up her alley, volunteer work, but it's like so specific, couldn't be more bang on to what she wants to do. That's like boom
1: on the resume. I've done that. Yeah,
0: haven't even finished
1: yet. I did some volunteer work at uni um, where we were in – we were called the Regional Partnerships Program at ANU. um, And we went into regional schools and basically delivered science programs, basically trying to encourage younger high school students to consider taking up science subjects and going into STEM careers. Um, And after I graduated, one of the jobs I ended up applying for was um, with Questacon. And that experience of like going into schools and running science programs, like – I ended up getting a callback for that job. I'd already gotten another job by then and I chose to kind of turn it down. But that volunteer experience could have directly led me to a job. So have a look at the, the charities um, that are looking for volunteers. There's often specific volunteering career pages and like job search boards that you can find. Um, and have a look, contact some charities, try and find one that's got the type of job that you're looking for and you could go straight into having the perfect experience to put on your resume
0: for sure next tip freelance work like
1: airtasker fiverr yeah, there's a few different platforms. Um, it's kind of like what you said um, about Jeannie. So if if she was looking to do um, logo work, you could put your services up there and do some real. You know, you can do them cheaply for people. Yeah, that's um, at first while you're getting building up your portfolio, but you're still actually being paid, and you can collect some reviews as well. Um, probably more relevant for people who are in kind of those creative-ish Creative. careers that can be freelance. If you're writing or something. Um, photography like there's a lot of areas where you could do um, you know you could price your services maybe a bit lower um, to get reviews to get um, you know portfolio um, information as well.
0: Next we have get some referrals.
1: Yeah I think a big thing with getting a job with no experience is you're going to be hired on like your personality or someone knowing you, your reliability, Um, a lot of that comes into it. Networking, you know, it's not just – we're not just talking about nepotism here, about, you know, someone hiring their friend or their uncle or whoever. Um, We're talking about networking. So meeting people, getting an introduction. Um, It's very hard to hire for entry-level positions because if you don't require any experience, then how do you look at a CV – And determine whether the person's right or not. Like, if you get fifty jobs and you don't require any fifty applications and you don't require any experience, how are you going to pick someone? Mm. It's actually really hard. It's really hard to do because hypothetically, they could all do the job, right? Just
0: tell everyone you know or come in contact to that you're job seeking. Mm -hmm. Because I bet eighty percent of the time, someone will go, "Oh, really? My cousin's uncle's neighbor? Oh, I'll give you a number." Like it, it Mm -hmm. happens. Tell everyone.
1: And if you're if you're introduced um, through someone else, it just you can you can kind of um, be put first in line in the process. Sometimes you can even get in before they advertise. Um, Yeah, for sure. I got my first job when I
0: moved to Bulangong because my old employer's back home. Um, their brother owned a business up here and was a Mm. regular at this fancy restaurant. And then just handed my resume to them. I had a job before I even moved here, and. I mean, they didn't know how good I was. Like my resume had mm. hospitality experience, but like 100% I just got that job because this guy was betting for me saying, yep, yeah. she's great.
1: And they just took his word for it. So lots of companies have referral bonuses as well for people who refer their friends to come and work with them. So, I mean, make sure your friends know, like you say, that you're that you're looking for work. Um one of the companies I used to work for had a big referral program and um, we used to end up hiring whole friend groups because they'd all refer each other and then they are all in their mates working together um, and most of them didn't have any experience because it was a true entry-level role. And having said that, really hard to recruit for because you didn't know whether someone was going to be any good Um But if you hired someone who was friends with someone, they could kind of give them the word on here's how it works and they're vouching, I think this person would be good as well. So, yeah, get on your networks. We have an episode about networking. Go back and listen to that.
0: Shameless plug. Also, you want to be reading between the lines on a job ad. We sort of touched on that before about how Mm. how hard they're going to be on the requirements. You can kind of tell by the language if they're saying absolute requirements. Yeah
1: or yeah, would be preferred,
0: desirable, look out for the language.
1: Yeah. And whether they're focusing on, you know, your personality, um, whether they've got kind of things in there about, um, about general skill sets that they're prioritizing as well, like good customer service skills, things like that, that you can go, oh, I do have that from, you know, my casual job or my um, volunteering or something like that. If that's the stuff that keeps coming up that they're emphasizing the most, then they might be the kind of places that are looking out for um, you know someone who's just graduated or or trying to get into that industry. Um, You can also look out for obviously graduate. Um, Sometimes if you're taking a step up into a career or changing careers, sometimes they will actually put that in the job ad, I've written plenty of ads where I've said this would suit someone who's coming from another industry or this would suit someone who's taking a step up. Yeah. Sometimes well, people would, actually would, will write that yeah. stuff.
0: This would suit a recent school leaver. I've seen that a few times. Yes, yeah. exactly. This would
1: suit a recent graduate. Amazing. A student like, on the side. Yeah. Those hints mean that they're absolutely going to look at you. So, you know, prioritize those ones over the ones that you're thinking, oh, that's just a maybe.
0: And you can also reach out proactively directly to
1: companies. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I would recommend um, reaching out to people who are the actual manager of the job rather than HR. Um, I think I've said this before, but um, when I'm inside a business, I sometimes get annoyed that people do this because I'm like, oh, they're trying to go around me. But it works better because that person who's going to actually maybe manage you cares more about like, oh, maybe in nine months, I might have a job. Whereas I'm just like, oh, I've got, you know, I've got stuff to do right now. I'm not necessarily going to be able to remember that later. Um, And I'm recruiting for all these different teams. So I think go direct to the manager, um, reach out to them, say, hey, I came across your profile on LinkedIn or, um, hey, I've always loved this organization. Just wanted to send across my CV in case any entry-level positions came up. Um, Also happy to um, to talk about doing an internship, those kinds of things. Like you could just reach out and just say, if anything comes up, I'm interested in you and the company, please let me know. Um, again, bit more of a long shot, but it can't hurt. I mean, if there's a company that you really want to work for and it's like around the corner from your house and you think, oh my God, that would be my dream job. Put one of these together, work out who you need to reach out to, um, and send that in. I wouldn't say go into the offices. That's um, mm, a bit annoying. It's really, it's really only for retail or hospitality yeah. that that works. Um, you can't really go into if you're going CEO's into a corporate office, office, and office knock on the door yeah. and say, "Excuse me," even though that's what all our parents would love to tell us to do. Because they work how it works. <laughs> Boomers, back, back off! It's not going to work. you don't you, get you get don't go into a corporate office. It's really annoying, mm. and I've had so many people come to reception. Not so many. I've had people come to reception, and hand over their resume to, um, the reception person. And they're like, no, but I'd actually like to speak to the HR person. And I'm like, I've got stuff to do. They've dragged Incredible. me out of a meeting to go to the front desk to see this person. And I'm like, what do you want? Kind of thing. Like, and they're like, Oh, I'm just dropping my resume. I'm like, oh. It just it, It's never going to land in the exact right place at the right time yeah. if it's a corporate office. Again, retail, hospitality, places like that can be really different because that is actually how they hire most of the time still with paper, mm. which is insane. Um, but yeah, don't do that to a corporate office. And
0: if you're struggling to get into the job you really want to because of a lack of experience, you can also consider going into an industry or company that doesn't require experience. like. Take a stepping stone. You don't have to have it all figured out right away. Go and get
1: another job in the meantime mm, to just but build up some skills. Maybe it could be in the industry that you want to work in. Um, so, M, maybe for you, you could work in customer service for a radio station. You know what yeah. I mean? Where it's like it's getting you in the environment. You're going to make contacts. You're going to understand how the world works. You could go into something that is hiring entry level that's close to the people that you want to be next to. Um, It can be really, really helpful. So, um, you know, a lot of companies I've worked for have hired people in entry level roles who've then said, oh, by the way, I'm studying X, Y, Z, or I actually really want to work in X, Y, Z, and I've got this background and that's what I'd like to do. And you can move internally once you um, really impress them and do such a great job where you are. You can say, actually, I'd really love to be, you know, talk about moving to the marketing department one day. Um, They're so much more likely to bring you across who they know is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And we have an episode about that, how to get um, promoted internally or transferred internally. Step number one is always do an incredible job at the job you go in at and build your reputation game changer. I've seen people land jobs that they never ever would have gotten a look in for if they'd applied externally, mm. but because the they were already a part of the company, they they got a look in. So it's ultimately less risk. Like of course companies love doing it because they know who you are. They it's yeah. it's not likely to fail. Exactly.
0: It's seamless.
1: Yeah. And particularly for entry level roles too, because again, you know, it's very hard to look at resumes and pick If you don't need experience, pick someone who you're going to hire because you could hypothetically take any of them. So, you know, you're going to pick someone who you know their personality works. They know the company. Amazing. Look at um, jobs that aren't looking for experience and then think about what other jobs exist in that company that you can maybe move into later. Now, this next tip is my favorite. I
0: feel like this is probably the golden tip because this is important. If you're having trouble because you don't have the experience that they want and it's so frustrating, go through the job postings that you would really, really love and look mm. at what experience you don't have and then yeah. find a way to fill that. So, like, if if the, the thing that you don't have is, like, I don't know. Excel. Yeah. Like Excel comes up a software lot. software or something mm. that you don't have and you really need that, go and find another job where you can do that or... Or can you go and do an Excel TAFE course? Or can you like, how can you fill in Mm. those gaps in other ways that's not by getting direct experience?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I do this. I think this is a great exercise anyway for your career. um, And we should do a whole episode on this. Um, I do this a lot for jobs that I'd like to go for one day. If I see a really cool job posted and I'm like, oh, I'm not ready for that yet, but like maybe in a few years time. I think to myself, okay, what job would I have to get in between that would mean that I'd then be experienced enough to go for that job? And so you're kind of planning a few years out um, from yourself, but it can mean that you can plan a career to get there eventually. Um, and again, if it's, you know, Excel experience, well, maybe you could go for a role where they don't require anything externally, but it will at least get you some more software, computer experience. I often see that where people have come from having um, – you know, retail or hospitality or babysitting or those kinds of roles where you're not necessarily working um, at a computer all day, that can be kind of the gap between you getting that next job. So maybe go for something like a call center where, again, they might hire you with not much background, but at least then you're then dealing with internal stakeholders. You've got emails, meetings, um, software systems, all that kind of stuff that you can then use to get your next one.
0: For sure. And lastly, get the certificates. If it's a really obvious thing that you're missing, such as cert three in Mm. this diploma of this bachelor of this, even go and get it and work (laughs) your way up because those things are probably very likely to be non-negotiables, actual Mm. qualifications.
1: I think this is a good one for like, you know, the trade or the blue collar world. Um, I used to speak to a lot of people who would say, um, oh, well, if I get this job, then I'll go get my forklift license or if i get this job then i'll go get my white card things mm. like
0: that get that already
1: be proactive yeah, you stand out your, so much build yeah. up what you
0: yeah you're
1: and sometimes I'm they can stuttering. be you know it can be a money thing is the reason why you can't do it i understand that's obviously a big challenge um but think about you know what can you do in the meantime to work shows yourself you're organized. towards going for the that? The workplace has less
0: things to put you through. Like if they hire mm. an employee that doesn't have all that, they've got to organize for you to do it all. You've already mm-hmm. got it. It shows you keen that you've envisioned this job and you've wanted this job. So you've gone out of your mm-hmm. way to get the means to be able to do the job. Absolutely. Be proactive. Get it done. And
1: sometimes stuff like the white card, like it's so easy. You can just do it online. So it's one of those things where the benefit that you're going to get out of it by whacking that on your resume and ticking one more box um, is going to outweigh how much it's going to cost you. Similar with a forklift license, a lot of those, um, you know, courses can be pretty straightforward.
0: Boom. There you have it. There's some hot tips on how to get experience when no bloody place wants to give you experience and you need to have had 47 years experience when you came out yeah. of the womb. It sucks. I know. And I feel and like, for everyone
1: that has been affected Shout out to people that. out there. This is, this is hard. And particularly at the moment, I think companies who are having everyone work, work remotely, like a lot of us here in Australia, um, they're the least likely to be able to take on people who mm. are fresh graduates. Yeah, um, it's it, tough. It's a hard time. And it's not just you. You're not imagining it. It sucks. But you know what? It's a good excuse to
0: not do much. Like <laughs> me graduating, normally the pressure would be like, oh my God, go to get a job straight away. And while, yes, I need to be able to pay my rent, you know, to get an industry related job, I can take my time. We're in a global pandemic, nowhere's hiring. Mm-hmm. People are going to understand. So mm-hmm.
1: take the time to just and relax. You, When you're talking about your career gap or whatever one day, you'll yeah. be like, oh, well, that was 2021. So we well, know what happened there. I was in, so yeah, I was in lockdown for uh,
0: <laughs> 59 days. So totally normal. Um,
1: Has it actually been 59 days? Yeah. Oh, are you counting? Yep. Oh, Emma. <laughs> that's really
0: sad. Yeah, I know. Um, Shout out to everyone in lockdown. Yeah. And it's also I graduate uni in my birthday week, which is of the 30th of October. So I'm going to turn 22, graduate and just be sitting at home on a random Thursday and can't do anything about it. So Even to celebrate. Can't go to uni by. Well, you're vaccinated, so maybe by then we'll be, we'll be allowed to be free. Break. Anyway, enough COVID chat. We'll be back in your ears next week. Thanks for
1: listening. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you like hearing the sound of our voices, hit that subscribe button in Apple or follow on Spotify. Or even better yet, tell someone about the show. That's how we can hit the charts so we can help even more people. For more advice, inspiration and a supportive community, check us out on Instagram at interviewboss.